Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 114. John and Wendy talk to Sarah Volano. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? Wendy, I'm well. We are approaching the first Sunday in May, and we are doing trivia night again. Yay! Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, thank you so much to Galen Emanuel for sponsoring Trivia Night. When we interviewed him, he kindly offered his account to us um, so we can continue using Kahoot. Um, so y'all know the process. And now we just need to come up with questions, John. That's the challenge. We'll have them before then. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Not to worry. <laughs> you know, we, we obviously do not publicize the links. So we will ask you if you are interested to DM us, either messages, yep. email us, however you want to get in touch. We will send you links about an hour or well, a couple hours beforehand. We'll start yeah. at 7 o'clock Eastern, just like chat time. Uh, but we'll send that out. And, you know, happy to have you join us. There are prizes. Yep. First prize mm-hmm. will be a social hour T-shirt. And second prize will more than likely be either a mug or a notebook I'll try to decide between now and then but yeah (laughs) social hour swag for taking part and looking forward to it yep it's it was a lot of fun we had a blast the last time and um our guest tonight actually helped us with our testing um so you know we're excited that we can um get to know her a little bit better too so we'll go ahead and uh, and jump you stole my thunder i did i stole your thunder tonight You did. But you know what? Considering I keep messing up the tag at the end, that is quite all right. (laughs) It's funny. I feel like I've known Sarah forever through social and kind of lost touch for a while, but have seen her back and around. And I'm so glad that you that you were able to get this set up for us tonight. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let you make the introduction and let's get started. So excited to welcome Sarah to the show. Had the pleasure of chatting with her on the After Girl Scouts podcast a a couple months ago. So excited to welcome her to to HR Social Hour. Uh, Sarah graduated from Mullenberg College in January of 2016, triple majoring in psychology, gender studies, and creative writing. She is relatively new to HR and has worked for Amnesty International and L'Oreal USA, she is currently an HR business partner for Comerican International, a U.S. food importing company. Well, Sarah, welcome to the show tonight. Our first question is always, what is in your glass? Well, thank you for having me. I'm currently drinking a gin and tonic. How about you guys? What are you drinking? I've got red wine. Red, red wine. I think for the first time ever on this show, I have nothing. Nothing? <laughs> wow. Not even water? Not even water. <laughs> it's been a long day, and yeah, so I, I'm I'm I am tapped out. I'm I'm effectively tapped. <laughs> but Sarah, you know, again, so glad you're able to be with us tonight. And you know, as we always start, you know, how exactly did you get started in human resources? Um, so I actually grew up watching my father be a recruiter. He's worked at the same place for forty years, and he actually is one of the partners there now. Um, so for, for as long as I can remember, I've seen recruiting in my household. He worked from home half the time, worked in the office half the time, and there was always calls going on, clients coming, things like that. Once I hit high school, I kind of decided to pursue psychology a bit more. So I ended up starting college with a major in psych. And then about two years in, I was like, this involves a lot more chemistry than I thought it would. (laughs) So I was looking for alternate routes, um, and different kinds of majors to pursue. And I settled on wanting to pursue HR 
but unfortunately the college that I went to didn't have that major. And by the end of my sophomore year, I didn't want to transfer. It was you know, too late. Didn't want to take more than three and a half years to complete college. Um, so I ended up kind of tripling, triple majoring in these three different areas and reading as much as I could about psych and um, HR, IO psychology, business psychology, things like that, and kind of coalesced all my own information and started interning in college for a recruiting firm. So I kind of meandered my way there. There's not too many of us who um, have parents in human resources. So you are um, among, there's a few, but not a lot. It, it's, it, did he encourage you, discourage you, anything like that? He kind of always wanted me to pursue something where I was, to whatever degree, helping other people, whether that be professionally or psychologically or whatever aspect I choose to pursue that in. Um, but he always did encourage that in me. So I think this is one of the routes where I was expressing that. Well, this is a way to, to help people without getting your hands dirty. <laughs> I'm in healthcare, so I'm always like, mm, I'm not getting my hands dirty. I'm going to be on the paper side. That's awesome. Sarah, what's the biggest challenge you face in your day-to-day um, in, in your current role? Um, day-to-day is probably standardization. So the company that I work for is called Comerican, and we also own a subsidiary company called KHI or KH International. But both of us are also owned by a larger corporation. So within that umbrella, there's about seven companies and eight HR reps. We really try and make the seven companies feel as cohesive as possible while still maintaining their own identities. So coming up with policies and ways of doing things that align but allow for different cultural fields is kind of a challenge. Luckily, the team works very well together. So it leaves room for some flexibility amongst different companies like tweaks and policies. But the overarching things tend to stay the same. So we have the ability to kind of make things feel personal while still getting everything done in a similar fashion. It makes kind of aligning culture. I, I think a lot of us struggle with that standardization. You know, you want people to be able to do do it kind of, you know, have their own spin on it. But, you know, here are those things that, that need to get done. I know that's something that we struggle with. Have you ever dealt with someone who's just like, mm, nope, this is the way I'm going to do it? Uh, luckily not here. I haven't had Comerican, but when I was at L'Oreal, since there's so many branches within L'Oreal, they have a lot of different makeup divisions and brands, um, getting everyone on board there because there were literally, I think off the top of my head, 28 different kinds of subsidiaries within that was definitely a challenge. I worked for their corporate HR team. So we did HR for HR people. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. You definitely saw a lot of that there. (laughs) Yeah, I know better. I've done this for X amount of years. Exactly. It's the way we've always done it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's HR for 11,000 employees across the country. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a whole bunch of differences there. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And Sarah, those individual companies that are all under the same umbrella, have you all been under the same umbrella for a, a good period of time or a lot of new acquisitions or how does that work? You know, culture, again, as you talked about culturally, it's always a challenge are you dealing with a lot of new or is it lingering kind of stuff? Um, a bit of both. So KHI is new to both Comerican and GGG because we purchased them about two years ago on our hundredth anniversary. Whereas Comerican has been part of GGG for a bit longer. Um, and then you also have within G, um, GGG is what we call the, it's Geller global group. Um, within that, we also have companies So well, that started out as subsidiaries and have merged. So, for example, we have Swiss Chalet, which is a subsidiary of Atalanta, which then rolls up into GGG. So it gets kind of confusing and which timelines you delineate can be a little, I don't know, specific. You, you mentioned Comerica a couple times. Your company provides global food sourcing, which is interesting. I read up a little bit before we 
talk tonight. With what we're dealing with now with COVID-19, how has that challenged your business? And what do you think is going to be the biggest change from an HR perspective that's going to continue for the organization once once this crisis is over? Luckily for us, the biggest challenge has been keeping up with demand as a large portion of our business is grocery stores. Um, So it's making sure that everyone has their product on time, we're sourcing things appropriately. And then now that the new challenge is making sure everything like that gets done from home. Um, So to give you guys an an example or idea of where we were at technologically, this is the second year we've been offering online enrollment. So, you know, we're catching up slowly. So from having this be our second year of online enrollment to now having almost our entire workforce online was a very big change and making sure that everything occurred flawlessly. Huge shout out to our IT department, like beyond, beyond, beyond. They were great because they they were able to do that. And so not only was Comerican able to go online completely, as was GGG with the exception of warehouses and things like that. So not only was that our biggest challenge, it will also probably be our biggest change going forward because that wasn't a huge option beforehand. Aside from Comerican sale team, most of the employees were in office at our various locations. So now with this new option, knowing that we do function well remotely, we're going to have to work, rework some policies, you know, kind of bring this back into the culture a bit to see where we can go from here. And what's been the overall response from leadership? You talked about multiple cultures working together under a a mother company or master umbrella. Then you throw into something like this, which has really rocked the foundations of many organizations. How has management responded? Do you get a lot of hesitancy? Are people all in? What's that been like for you? So from a American perspective, they've been pretty positive. Overall, we have about 700 employees under GGG, so it's definitely been mixed. Um, But we've stayed on top of communication as much as possible. We have several weekly senior management meetings. We have the HR team of eight people meets every morning for a half hour to kind of catch up, see where everyone's at, see if there's any problems, et cetera. So we've been kind of trying to stay on top of any problems that do arise from our employees by just constantly communicating as much as possible. We also formed what's called, um, we call it the COVID-19 task force. So we selected several senior management team members to be part of this task force that first started meeting every day when this was new. And then now that it's been, um, you know, a few weeks since we've all been working remotely, it's we're meeting three times a week and releasing information as often as possible. So our employees always know what's coming next, know what we're expecting, et cetera. What do you think is going to be the response once, um, once physical distancing is done and everyone's like, okay, we can gather again, everyone back to the office. Um, do you think you're going to see bringing everybody back? Is there going to be, do you think your company will go some sort of, um, you know, hybrid? Um, we've actually already had this question. So Comerican okay. um, did this virtual happy hour last week, uh, like town hall happy hour kind of thing. At the end, we had everybody type in their questions via Zoom. And so that was actually one of them. We're still going to, we're working on a timeline just because we, we have no idea when these things will be lifted, but the goal is to probably introduce gradually. This way everyone can become adjusted as best as possible and not have everyone rushing back and then have cases <laughs> in case everything was released too soon, you know, all that jazz. Right. That's actually one of the questions that has been submitted to um, our own town hall, which is later this week. So I'm very curious as to to what uh, what my own company has been, been chatting about. So. <laughs> We shall, we shall see. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, in your um, Twitter bio, you identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So what do you believe HR pros can do to improve on creating a welcoming and engaging workplace? This, this question is really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could talk <laughs> about this forever. 
Um, but in the interest of time, I'm just going to say to start <laughs> small. Um, there, I know there are plenty of HR pros. I know there are plenty of queer people who feel nervous starting in a new work environment because they're not sure how or when it is appropriate or safe to come out. So I think starting small at the forefront of your engagement is, is very important. So making sure that your job descriptions have, you know, the EEO, th- EEO written on the bottom, making sure that the language is gender neutral, making sure that it is inclusive is a really easy way to sort of put up front that this is a friendly place for LGBTQAI plus people. I also am a huge proponent of making your employee manuals gender neutral. I think it's easy. And I also think it's a big step. So not only is it not exactly time intensive, but it's a very easy way to just say, hey, we're listening. Hey, we care. This is a first step. I like it. I like it. Well, and you know, and it's true, you need to start small, start with those baby steps. um, And they'll take you a lot farther than, you know, trying something big and falling flat because then no one will ever want to do anything again. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And especially for the place that I currently work for, we are small, um, Comerica Mm -hmm. at least itself. So starting small and and growing with the company is important. Um, But I know for places like L'Oreal, when I used to work there, they are large and have a, a much bigger planning team. So one of the things they have is an LGBTQIA think tank. So they actually have employees that are on this team that start, you know, going over all these new policies as they come out to make sure they align with the, where they'd like to see the company progress in terms of LGBTQIA rights, things like that. Well, Sarah, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour <laughs> question connection. So what career did you dream of having when you were a child? I have two answers to this. Uh, both are pretty lame. Sorry. <laughs> One, I really wanted to be the giving tree from that Shel Silverstein book. <laughs> Ridiculous. My mom used to have to explain to me that the goal of the book was to say, don't give so much of yourself away that you harm yourself. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, but making everyone feel safe is so important, which is an incredibly lame five-year-old answer, but is verbatim <laughs> what I said. Um, that's one. And then the other one was I really wanted to be an astronaut until I realized math was involved and that pretty quickly dissipated. So, <laughs> yeah, I stuck with the giving tree for a while, you know, sentient nice. trees apparently were my thing. Sarah, I can safely say we've not heard the giving tree yet. That's <laughs> No. That's awesome. I too wanted to be an astronaut. I even went to space camp. For crying out loud. <gasps> That's how hardcore I was. Yes. Space camp was so much in, fun. In Huntsville? No. Um, I did the I did the one in California. And then they also have one called oh, ooh, um, the Bueller Challenge Center, which is near where I live in New Jersey. So that was like a day camp. That was my internship okay. space camp. I went long enough ago that my session was the last one they had before they started filming the movie. <gasps> space camp. So cool. Yeah, my counselors were in it. It was cool. Yeah, that that tells you that you can figure out how old I am from that, I'm sure. So who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? This has probably been a well-repeated answer on this podcast, but I'd have to say Steve Brown. He gave me a huge access to networking that I really appreciate. So when I first joined Twitter, um, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't really know how to use it for networking, but I knew I wanted to try. Um, so I literally Googled HR people to follow on Twitter and he came up. And then, lo and behold, for Christmas, my dad ended up getting me his book, un, like unbeknownst nice. to either of us that that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very helpful into the foray of HR and sort of making networks and becoming more interested in my field. Yeah. If people listening here aren't connected to Steve Brown by yeah. now, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> he was actually one of the last. Uh, they're, they're not listening like, very much. No, yeah, they're he, not. He was actually one of the last people I ended up connecting with on Twitter. I mean, obviously, I still make new connections all the time. But in terms of the 
people who actively use the hashtag HR community. He was probably one mm. of the last people that I found. I, I'm not sure how I did that, <laughs> but kind of backwards. <laughs> um, and also not necessarily a person, but engaging in Twitter chats is super helpful for finding people. That's actually how I found both of you guys. Yay. Yes, we love chats for sure. That's how John and I met. Um, and obviously, you know, we do one. So (laughs) we like them a lot. Yes. Sarah, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? I'd have to say that you can't please everyone and you will run yourself ragged if you try. It is extremely important to do your best, communicate everything you can as clearly as possible and to put yourself in the employee's shoes. But trying to please 150% of the population every second of every day is a great way to burn out completely. Also, if everyone's very busy, um, no one's going to read to the bottom of your email. It's nothing personal. They just won't. So make them (laughs) short. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Sarah, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? So I still consider myself relatively new to the community. Something small that I did recently, though. Um, which also gave me an excuse to buy T-Rex stamps is I posted something on Twitter asking everyone to send me their addresses so I can write them letters just to kind of bring a smile to everyone's face during the stressful time. So that's something I'm doing. Thanks. Yeah. Um, also, yay, T-Rex stamps. So they're, hol- <laughs> they're holographic. I'm excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. But I just figured it'd be nice for everyone to receive something handwritten in the mail and kind of, I don't know, bring a smile to their face. I like it. Yeah, we need we need the... Uh... Are these HR? Are these HR letters? No. Oh my God, they're to HR people. No. Okay. No, good. Good. That'd be mean. That, that's almost a cruel joke with a T Rex sticker. <laughs> yeah, that would be, but that might be fun. <laughs> they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff right now, and they're sending out, you know, those mm. time to go letters. Um, yeah. Get you really excited? That'd yeah. be really sad. No. <laughs> at least they might have at least one smile on their face before. <laughs> No, I'm not advocating. Okay, I just got to put that out there. I'm not advocating sending a letter with a T-Rex on it, laying people <laughs> off. So you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what is your favorite movie? The Wedding Singer. I've been able to recite it verbatim since I was like seven. <laughs> that is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm approved. <laughs> How about your favorite musician or band? Um, I really like the band Brass Tracks. They're kind of like hip hop meets big band music. So think um, an electric version of Earth, Wind and Fire. I actually found them via an Earth, Wind and Fire playlist. So. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. How about a favorite TV show? Either Bob's Burgers or Parks and Rec. All of my friends make fun of me and say I'm Leslie. (laughs) What was the clapping for? Which one? Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Sarah Noel Wilson and I watched the the first episode on um, Saturday and had um, hamburgers together. Ah, oh, that's so cute! I love it. Yeah, it was awesome. We had fun. It, it was you know it was the two of us. We were almost just DMing to each other, but uh, <laughs> yeah, had the the new baconings um, burger, which is just a cheese bacon cheeseburger. But mm. oh yeah, yeah, Bob's Burgers. I was Louise for Halloween a few years ago. I had the little <gasps> pink hat. Nice. <laughs> My girls call me um, call me Linda. <laughs> <laughs> mommy doesn't drink mommy has fun <laughs> yeah all right so next time you me and sarah noel wilson we're gonna watch we're gonna pick an episode we'll pick a we'll pick an episode with a good burger of the day and, Absolutely. and we'll have another watch party <laughs> yay Absolutely. i'm excited mm-hmm. okay sarah i have to tell you i don't think anybody's mentioned wedding singer which is, which is a shame before is, but i'm glad yeah. that, i'm glad you did and, yeah <laughs> And the band you mentioned, I've never heard of, but I'm definitely going to have to check them out because 
as a former musician as well. I know you were a drummer and I'd got to check them out. Yeah. Um, they actually produce a lot of music too. So they'll probably have produced some albums or songs for artists. You've heard of there a lot. They do a lot of popular artist producing, um, but they also now are their own band. Nice. Very cool. When you're not listening to them, if you're not watching the wedding singer and you're not listening to, or watching Bob's burgers or parks and rec, what else do you like to do outside of work? As you mentioned, I play the drums. I really like to paint. Uh, that's where those cards came in. I wanted to paint some cards and send them to people. I do embroidery because I am 90. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also volunteer to local. I, I swear I am. I am 90. My grandma, who's 97, tells me I'm older than she is all the time. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> I also volunteer at a local space observatory when we're not on COVID-19 lockdown. So, Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, we have Girl Scout and Boy Scout troops in the area come look at the moon, look at different planets, depending on what type of year it is. We have, it's also open to the public all year round. Um, it gets very hot and very cold depending on the season. <laughs> um, so I like to stay at the desk and I log all the visitors and then occasionally walk upstairs so I can still feel my fingers during the winter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that combines all my interest in space and <laughs> the math, which is great. Nice. Um, I also created a nonprofit called Resumes to Resources a few years ago. It's been on pause for about a year while I work at Comerican, but it aims to replace the career centers of homeless shelters so they can use those funds for other projects. And it also aims to help the shelter population so they can have better resources for finding and keeping jobs, such as uh, like um, it helps them with childcare, uh, gives them professional clothes they feel comfortable in, provides them access to social workers, computers, things like that. Oh, wow. That is Mm -hmm. very cool. Thanks. Very, very cool. I love it. Thank you. Sarah, it is Sarah Volano Day all around the world. What are people doing to celebrate? Giving back to their communities, sending me lots of photos of their cats. I love cats <laughs> and I'm allergic, so I love photos. Um, <laughs> and doing whatever it takes to make them smile. I really enjoy making people smile and I kind of don't stop. People at work call me smiley. It's a little embarrassing because I look like I'm 18 and I'm always smiling. So I'm like, hello. And they're like, ah, okay. Oh, my God, I love it. I think you're the first person to mention cat pictures as part of your day. (laughs) I'm certain that's the case. Giving back cat pictures, I like it. This way, you can see all the cute pets and none of the allergic reactions. It's there. You go. Hey, and and no litter box cleanup. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you know, wrecked furniture. Right. Exactly. Low maintenance. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Well, Sarah, I'm really glad we've had this time to visit, and I'm glad we didn't hear any cars in the background or trucks that you yes, mentioned might yes. happen. That That's good. I'm so happy. <laughs> For the listeners, though, that didn't know you before now, and now that they've heard you want to connect, what's the best way for them to reach you out there on social media? Uh, definitely Twitter. I'm not huge on social media, and Twitter is the only really one that I use. It is Volano Cookie. It's like Milano Cookie, but with a V and two L's and no space. I thought it was funny. I don't know if anyone else does, I like it. So. I like it. Success. I think it's funny too. We will have that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? Our best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily, D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time for our uh, twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And if you're looking for the podcast, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, anything you can do to help us boost the signal, we always appreciate. International listeners, we have gifts. We want to send them, but you've got to get in touch with us and let us know how to find Mm -hmm. you so we can send them along. 
you know, listen, we, we are so appreciative of everybody that has continues to be part of this community with everything going on yes. in the world right now. We've really boosted our signal as much as we can. We appreciate all of you being part. If it's movie night, if it's trivia night, if it's podcast, it's if, if it's the chats. I just wanted to take a minute to say thanks. It's at the end. Nobody's going to hear you. it, but I'm saying it because I can. It's <laughs> they're actually, gone. They're gone. But yeah. Sarah, again, thank you for being with us yes, for the you, HR Sarah. Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.